I've been thinking um, over the last few weeks about how to make the podcasts more interesting. So hopefully you are finding them interesting. And I'm trying to mix the topics a little bit. So if you've been listening for a while, you'll know that some of the topics are kind of how to do different aspects of photography or the things not to do in some cases. There's also where to do it. So I've spoken about places I've been to and um, also what you can do locally um, just as a way of preparation for going on uh, some of these big trips, which you might not have the chance to do again. I've, excuse me, I have also been doing uh, interviews. So the, the aim is that I have one a month where I'm just chatting to somebody, usually other photographers, but also uh, people who are involved in research or conservation or anything that's relevant to the kind of adventure, wildlife, travel sort of photography areas that I cover in the podcast. And I've also recently just started a new series where I focus on one particular animal and, and try and give you a bit of a, a background about it. So hopefully that will make it a bit more interesting. And another idea I had was to just talk about my favorite places. So places I've been that um, I've really loved and would love to go back to again. Uh, Sometimes on some of them, I have been back more than once. Uh, Others, um, I may not get the chance again. But I thought I'd just talk about locations because you might be thinking about places you'd like to go, but you're perhaps not sure or you know, they, they look kind of the same on a map. Um, you know, what differentiates one place from another? If, if you're looking at certain locations, that might be Africa or somewhere else. So in this podcast, I thought I'd talk about Victoria Falls. And Victoria Falls is one of those places that I've wanted to go for a long time. I just kind of had a vision of it uh, being in Central Africa, being very green, very lush, lots of animals and to some extent that's true and I went to Victoria Falls at the beginning of 2020 so just before the COVID pandemic really kicked in it was kind of happening at the time and um, but not the full-blown lockdowns and everything else that was still to come when I was there and I went because I, I wanted to do a project at Victoria Falls and there was a volunteer project with uh, wildlife in um, the Zimbabwe side, actually near the town of Victoria Falls. And if you've spoken or if you've listened to my podcast before, you'll know that I'm a very big advocate for doing volunteering projects rather than doing the more usual tourist um, trips. And there are a number of reasons for that, which I won't go into in this podcast because I've spoken about uh, those reasons several times before. So the great thing about Zimbabwe for me and Victoria Falls is not only the location and the animals but also um, you're very close to other countries so just to I guess locate it a bit more Victoria Falls is sort of more or less in the middle of Africa being very broad about it and it's on the Zambezi River which is one of the major rivers in Africa and, and it's one of those names certain names kind of spark an image for me and I get quite excited <laughs> and uh, the Zambezi is one of those so it's one of the major rivers in uh, Africa and of course you know at one point hits the the falls and they're known as the Victoria Falls and they are on the border between Zimbabwe so they're in the northwest corner of Zimbabwe and um, Zambia so Zambia's on the other side so you can actually walk across the bridge there's um, 
uh, a road, a railway bridge um, over the falls. <clears throat> and if you walk from Zimbabwe, you come to Zambia and uh, it's known as the, the Zimzam border locally. Uh, but that's um, that's pretty much where it is. And close to um, that part of Zimbabwe, you also are on the border with Botswana. So you've got access to the Chobe River, which is another one of these amazing um, wildlife locations. And you're also quite close to Namibia, because if you look at Namibia, in the top, in, in the northeast of Namibia, there's this finger that kind of runs out to the east, and that comes very close to the um, the border with Zimbabwe. So it's kind of nicely located in terms of other places you can go to if you are travelling around. Uh, it's also, if, if you don't know much about the history of Zimbabwe, and and, uh, <clears throat> and and there's no reason perhaps why you should, the bit that kind of grabbed me was that um, that area uh, back in the Iron Age was... Um, occupied by the Bantu people. So you may have heard of Bantu people. And they created a, a state, I guess, called uh, Great Zimbabwe. And it was a major trading area back in those times and, and into um, what would, in Europe, we'd refer to as the early Middle Ages. So there's been um, civilization there and quite an impressive civilization there for a long time. And the Bantu people have become the Shona people and the Shona people today occupy about, they account for around 80% of the population. Shona is one of the two official languages, with the other being English, that's spoken in Zimbabwe. There are other local, I think there's a total of 16 languages that are recognised in Zimbabwe, but those are the two that dominate. And the Shona people have made up the leadership of the country since it became Zimbabwe, since there was a um, a war previously, it was known as Rhodesia. So in the 60s, when I was growing up, it, the country was actually known as uh, Rhodesia. It was, again, one of these countries that was run by the white minority. Um, so kind of similar in some ways to South Africa, which is a, well, a better known um, sort of recent history of the last century or so. And um, Zimbabwe had a similar story. So it was about the... Um, the, the indigenous people really um, taking control of the country from the white minority, and that white minority came from colonial days. So that that story. Um, the downside to that was that Robert Mugabe, who was president since nineteen, I think it's nineteen eighty, when uh, Zimbabwe became Zimbabwe, uh, just is one of these people who got too much power got worse and worse and um, essentially trashed the economy. There were lots of human rights violations. They were, um, as a country, um, vilified, but it was primarily Mugabe and his people, vilified for the, for human rights violations. They were uh, pushed out of the, the British Commonwealth for, for that. So it's, it's not been a happy um, story, is I guess what I'm trying to say. And um, tourism is also not really been great i mean it was it was it peaked in around 2017 2018 and i think it accounted for about 1.1 million dollars so you can use dollars in zimbabwe um, as well as local currency um, and also the rand um, south african rand um, 
Zambia to the north has actually fared a lot better with the tourism because obviously Victoria Falls is one of those locations that's very well known uh, internationally. So um, it would be a draw for people who just want to see them. You know, that's a big draw. But it tends to be the Zambian um, part of the equation, the Zambian side that, that that has fared better than Zimbabwe. And when I was there in 2020, uh, it was definitely evident that the um, local people were struggling Um in the town of Victoria Falls, which is the town on the Zimbabwe side of the border, if you go to Zambia, you've got the town of Livingston. So they're the two towns close to Victoria Falls, sort of on either side of the falls. Uh, the people in uh, the town of Victoria Falls were definitely struggling. You get a lot of people really trying hard to sell you stuff. And um, it, it's, it's, it's very difficult because, you know, as a tourist, there's so much you can do, so much you can buy so much stuff you can carry away with you. And um, it's very difficult to see people struggling. And um, I can only imagine what it's like post-COVID because um, I think COVID would have had a very damaging impact um, on that area. Um, in terms of administrative regions, the, the folds are actually Matabili Land North. So if you've heard of Matabili Land, that's um, over on the west of the country. So where um, Victoria Falls is on the northern uh, part so Matabili Land North and there's Matabili Land South below it um, and then in terms of animals you've got the most amazing animals you can see and, and in fact the town of Victoria Falls is on um, an, a, a, a migration path if you like so before the town you know going back a hundred years or so there wasn't much there and um, this was just where the animals would migrate. Uh, uh, most animals migrate at different parts of the year because of the change in season, uh, the availability of food, the availability of water, all those kind of things. So um, one of the paths is right through uh, what is now the town of Victoria Falls. And as that's gradually built up, it's created... Um, I don't, I'm, I'm not aware of massive conflict, but it's definitely there so it's not unusual to see an elephant walking up the middle of the town of Victoria Falls. And that the central part is actually um, quite nicely developed, if you like, from a Western point of view. So you've got a really good supermarket. There's great shops and things that you can buy stuff. There's also um, other shops for local uh, people, so artists, um, sculptures in wood, that kind of thing. So you can buy um, local art as well as pretty much go to a regular western supermarket in the center of uh, that part of the um the town there are um, a number of hotels they cater you can go from backpackers places through to uh, really plush hotels there's lots of uh, tourism activities or there were at least so you could do the helicopter ride over the falls so to get i think it's 20 20 minutes or so something like that and you fly over the falls you can you can see them um, there's a really nice park at the falls that you can walk around on the Zimbabwe side. I haven't been to the Zambian side, so I can't comment on it. But, um, you know, great place to go and, and see the falls. And um, you can also do bungee jumps off into the canyon <laughs> that's formed by the Zambezi River. Um, uh, so you can do all that kind of stuff. You can even, I don't know if it's still there, but the time I was there, you could cage dive with crocodiles in um, in Victoria Falls. That was another thing in the town. So I guess from 
um, what are you going to do if you go there kind of view, the point of view. There's a lot you can do. And also um, you're within a, easily a, a, a sort of long day trip to go into Botswana and go to the Chobe and go on the Chobe River, which is an amazing place if you want to see hippos and crocodiles and all those sorts of animals. Um, things like elephants as well, that they migrate around. So depending on what's going on, if there's not so much rain about, if it's a drier part of the year, you're more likely to find things like elephants around the river because the other water sources aren't giving them what they need. Um, if it, when I was, I actually, I went through Botswana to get to Vic Falls and, um, um, it had been raining a lot, so it was very lush, very green, but it also meant that it was more difficult to find wildlife. So I did go on a couple of little trips to waterholes and things like that to try and find elephants, couldn't find any. And um, also when I did a, a, a trip on the river, on the Chobe River, where I got some great photographs of crocodiles and hippos, but there was an area where we, we actually stopped to get some breakfast and there were some crocodiles just sat on the bank near us <laughs> completely ignoring us um th- th- there was an area there where you would normally expect to see elephants as well but there, there were no elephants there because they were off um you know getting what they needed elsewhere and in fact we saw elephants on the main road we were next to the main road and they were just coming out of the trees so if you go during a part of the year where it's drier you're more likely to find uh, the kind of animals that you probably want to see nearer the rivers because there's um, you know the the water sources are more limited, so that tends to drive the animals. So, coming back to Victoria Falls, I didn't see any elephants in the uh, the falls when I was there because it had been quite wet. But there were baboon walking down the high street. Um, there were warthogs. Uh, there, the, the baboons you've got to watch because. When you come out of the supermarket, a lot of these animals are actually pretty smart and they realise where you can where they can get food <laughs> without too much effort. So if you've got your food and it's not in a bag, and ideally it should be in a backpack, they will quite often just run up and grab something from you and then off you go. So you won't see that again. So they have become quite wise about living with people and how to get food quite easily. You'll also see them knocking over rubbish bins and kind of going through the rubbish to, to see what's there. Um, there I think there was, um, I can't remember if it was at McDonald's, but I think it was a fast food place. I didn't eat there, but um, I think there was one in town, at least one. Um, and the baboons will go through the rubbish for all of that. So again, with the animals, you don't, I, I, I don't approach them. I, I let them do their thing. Um, and generally they will, will leave you alone if, if um, you, you know, you haven't got any food they want. So I, it was a bit strange though, walking up, a road with baboons walking past me going the other way um just like they were other inhabitants of the town which i guess they were so um in terms of um animals you're going to see you are close to some national parks so there's the zambezi national park is the big one and there's also victoria falls national park so with those parks uh, you generally need to get guides to go in there or you'll need um, to, to book. Generally, access to parks is controlled. If you're volunteering, which I did on a private reserve, uh, again, very close to um, Victoria Falls, that was, and, and I was with the Nakavango Conservation Programme, 
then we were seeing all sorts of animals. So um, elephants, um, lions, zebra, um, and then the smaller animals, the impala, um, chameleons. We we saw those uh, puff adders. <laughs> so, you know, you kind of get access to the full range of animals pretty much. Um, giraffe is another one, um, but without the, the kind of crush that you can get in national parks so um, a lot of times the um, the guides in the national parks um, they're trying to give their um, tourists the best experience but in doing so they tend to harass the animals which is something I'm not keen about so um, yeah that probably sums up um, what I primarily wanted to talk about with Victoria Falls so um, quite a short podcast this one but it's definitely worth a look and um, you are in an amazing part of Africa. And if you can, if it's safe, um, you can get down to Har- Harare, which is the capital of um, Zimbabwe. And um, you can see the remains of this older civilization. So um, a-, a lot of Western people tend to think of Africa as being pretty uncivilized and being very, very tribal and no real um kind of marks of civilization for one of one of the better expression um then you know, obviously there's egypt to the north has a very ancient civilization but throughout africa there were other places that have been half forgotten at least by people in the west that um, were very cultured and um at the time maybe more advanced than what was going on in europe and elsewhere so um very interesting country but when i was there it was definitely um you had to be careful, um, and, and I guess that's probably still true. So as with all of these things, if you're going to go somewhere, have a look at what your embassy's warnings are, if there are any about that particular country. I tend to look at the um, the Australian government and the UK government websites. Those are find are very good for just personal risk and whether it's a safe time to go or not a safe time to go. And obviously you need to, as with any travel, just take care while you're there and... Um, um yeah don't leave yourself exposed or make yourself vulnerable to people who might want to um uh, rob you and um obviously don't want that experience um one thing i will say one thing you can do we were getting harassed by people selling stuff and as i've said it was it's very difficult because you want to help people or i at least want to help people i think most people when they go to these places do want to help the people who are um you know struggling finding it hard but they, they're also a nuisance because there's so much you can do and, and they keep just hassling you. So one of the things to do is just to take a photograph of them. That would generally get rid of them um, and offer to show it to the police. I never actually did that, but it does stop them. And the, the reason I say that is they can become a real nuisance. And I don't like to do that kind of thing. But, um, you know, after a while, you do get a bit fed up with it and you just want to be left alone to do what you need to do and then and then get going. So that's, um, I guess, a tip for you um generally people won't attack tourists unless they think they're going to get away with it you know if you're on your own and you're somewhere out of the, the where there's lots of other people so this is where it comes down just to a bit of awareness and common sense about where you go so um i think that really covers what i was going to talk about about victoria falls it is an amazing place to go it's one of those um natural wonders that's just amazing to see 
uh, remind you just how amazing nature is in the world that we live in. So it's definitely worth going from that perspective. You've got access to animals, probably everything you want to see in Africa in that area, whether you're um, traveling as a tourist, if you go to one of the national parks, or if you go on a volunteer program, you've got a very good chance of seeing um, the animals you want to see. And if you want to do combine it with trips to other places, I can definitely vouch for Botswana. That's an amazing place to go. Um, Zambia, I, I can't personally, but I, it's one of the places I'd love to go to. Uh, and what I've heard from people who've been there is that it's it's an amazing place too. But Zimbabwe is amazing. And if you say, if you get the chance to volunteer, it's well worth it because you'll learn a lot more about what's going on um, conservation-wise, how things work politically um, in, in terms of protecting animals in in those countries because there is a kind of coalition of the countries to um, protect the wildlife um, as a whole. And in um, Zimbabwe, in theory, the government owned the animals. So if you've listened to me talk about South Africa, they're the game reserves own the animals. It's just the way things work. But the animals don't know that, so they just kind of wander wherever they want to as they as they have for you know many 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 generations so um yeah a very interesting place to go and you've got these access to get on to different places and from there yeah Chobe River absolutely recommend it um you've got the Okavango Delta which is an amazing place to visit as well both in Botswana Namibia is one of the places I've been to and I'll probably talk about in another podcast but it's just an, an amazing country very very harsh in many ways but um again one of the places that i'd wanted to go to for a long time and finally got to visit uh, at the end of 2019 okay that's it um if you have enjoyed the podcast and there are other places you'd like to know about that you've seen that i've taken photographs in you're very welcome to drop me an email at graham at ge.photography so that's g-r-a-h-a-m at ge.photography and um, that'd be a great help or if you've got any other feedback again you're very welcome to just drop me a line at that um, email address um, with any comments or suggestions or anything else you'd like to hear about and that helps me because um, I'd like to make these interesting and useful and um, with some feedback I can do that (laughs) so that's it from me and um, I will speak to you again in the next podcast bye for now Just before I go, I want to let you know that there's a couple of ways you can support me if you feel so inclined. Uh, With the podcast, Buzzsprout, which is the the platform I use for all of my podcasts, they have a subscription model. So if you feel that you would like to subscribe, a few dollars, a few euros, whatever, um, to the podcast, that would be much appreciated. The other option is my Patreon membership. So if you'd like to become a patron, and that starts at the price of a cup of coffee every month, You'll get access to exclusive material, behind-the-scenes material, photography tips, all this kind of stuff, depending on which tier you're at. So there is information available through my website and um, also on the, uh, uh, the written text to go with this podcast. So if you choose either one, thank you so much in advance. And whether or not you do, I hope you uh, continue to enjoy the podcast and let other people know about them. Thank you very much. Bye for now.